and welcome to the When's My Time podcast. I'm Ozzy Eyre, founder of whensmytime.com. Well, it's Thursday, the 19th of April 2018, and it is the most glorious day. You may pick up on, on the mic here, uh, birds singing out in the garden. I've got the windows open here. We don't have AC here in the uh, in the UK much, not domestically anyway. But it's a beautiful warm day here. In fact, I've, I've just seen that it's the, the hottest day, the hottest April day since 1949. Can you believe that? It's nearly 70 years. Hottest April day. So it's a beautiful day here. You probably also pick up the old neighbour mowing the lawn, that sort of stuff. Anyway, let's get back to it. I know, I know. It's been a, a while since I recorded a podcast episode and they're getting further and further apart. Uh, but to be honest, things have been a, a little crazy here over the last few weeks and months. Some of it, if you're a regular listener to the podcast, you're going to know about. Um, <laughs> like me deciding to take on the, the tail light of next door's BMW armed with nothing other than the top of my head. Uh, by the way, the BMW one. And our dog Jack giving me the mother of all frights by having a, a full-blown seizure while I was out walking with him. In fact, that was exactly four weeks ago today. And it's amazing how something you'd never heard of or considered suddenly becomes a, a fairly big part of your life. Following his seizure, Jack had to undergo a, a whole bunch of tests at the vet. And after just a few days, he was diagnosed with a thing called Cushing's disease or uh, sometimes known as Cushing's syndrome. Now, there are a couple of cool things about this. I'm not sure cool's the right thing, if there could ever be a cool thing about a disease. I'm not sure I've got the right thing there, but uh, bear with me. First, it, it seems incredibly rare for Cushing's to trigger a seizure. And second, most of the other symptoms, uh, which are a, a general slowing down, developing something of a pot belly. I'm talking about Jack now, not me. Not enjoying exercise so much and... Uh, maybe panting a lot and drinking and, and peeing a lot more, are often just put down to the dog getting older. Now, certainly Jack was still getting excited about going for his walks every day, but we'd get a, a couple of hundred metres and he'd dig in his heels and let you know he'd had enough. And he was certainly developing a pot belly and all the rest of it, but we just put that down to him getting on a little bit. So... How do I find a couple of cool things in all of that? Well, had Jack not had the seizure, I wouldn't have taken him to the vet. And had the vet not been so switched on, she would maybe have looked at those seemingly incidental symptoms and, like Carol and me, dismissed them as just part and parcel of getting old. But she didn't. And now Jack has been prescribed medication, which, if all goes to plan, will give him daily for the rest of his life. You see, I have to take Jack back to the vet on Monday for yet more blood tests that will tell us if the medication is working and if the correct dosage level has been set. And that's something else I hadn't realised a month ago, is how much more difficult it is to get the correct dosage of any drug for a small dog than it is for a large one. Now, I don't want to get ahead of myself here and prejudge things. <laughs> Who am I kidding? That's exactly what I'm going to do. I'm pretty confident that without the blood test, I can tell you the drugs are working. In fact, they're working amazingly well. I just can't tell you whether we're at the optimum dose yet. 
but I'd hazard a guess. We're not far off. For some of the symptoms, it was almost like flicking a switch. The drinking, for example, dropped by over a half overnight, and Jack's now back to drinking at the level he was. As for his exercise, that took a little longer, but this morning we were out for almost an hour and a half, and I had to persuade Jack that we really had to get home as there was stuff to do. When you compare that to a couple of hundred yards, you know, just a month ago, that's amazing. While Jack will never be a puppy again, Carol and I cannot believe how rapidly things have improved for Jack, how much livelier he is, and how that typical Jack Russell need to be involved in everything has resurfaced. Other stuff that's been keeping me away from the mic includes a really nice project I'm working on for a client right now. It's a series of camera videos where, as it sounds, I just talk to the camera, explaining various aspects of my client's business and then apply some animated text over the video. It always amazes me that someone would want my face on camera representing their business. As well as being amazed though, I'm equally grateful and delighted that they do. Another major thing that's been taking up a disproportionate amount of my time is the introduction of GDPR. Hear that noise? That's the sound of 50% of the audience screaming, Oh no, not another bloke droning on about GDPR. And the other 50% muttering to themselves, GDP what now? Although it's been taking up a lot of my time, I'm certainly no expert on GDPR. But in case you don't know and are even slightly interested, GDPR, or to give it its full title, the General Data Protection Regulations, is being introduced to protect the personal data of all EU citizens. Here's the thing though, if you're outside the EU, don't go thinking this doesn't apply to you. If you process the data of an EU citizen, it doesn't matter where you are in the world, GDPR most definitely will apply. Bottom line, if you process data that can be used to identify a person who is an EU citizen, and that could be something as simple as gathering a name and email address so you can send them a newsletter, then GDPR applies to you. Look, if you don't collect any data of any sort, then this won't apply to you. Though it may apply to your employer, or the group you volunteer for, or your sports club, or any number of organisations you can think of. But if it doesn't apply to you, I won't be at all offended if you click away now. We'll still be friends. Still listening? OK, here's the thing. It seems everyone and his dog is getting up and arms about this or at least everyone who is in a business or other organisation who finds themselves having to comply with GDPR. And I can understand that. It has caused and continues to cause me a lot of work. But just flip it over and put yourself in the position of the person whose data we're talking about. I know if I give my name and email address and or any other details to an organisation, I want them to take good care of that information. So, on balance, I see GDPR as a good thing. By the way, did I mention it comes into effect on 25th of May 2018? Is, that is, uh, I don't know when you're going to be listening to this, but yeah, it comes into effect 25th of May 2018, so just over a month after the time of this recording. Like I said, I'm certainly no expert on GDPR, though just like with Cushing's disease in dogs, I know infinitely more about it now than I did a few weeks ago. But the good news is... I have found someone who is most definitely an expert. In fact, she's an award-winning lawyer by the name of Suzanne, who is 
currently getting lots of requests to comment on the introduction of GDPR and data protection in general. In fact, she was interviewed about the whole Cambridge Analytica and Facebook thing on Sky News just a few days ago. Where was I? Oh, oh yes, she's an award-winning lawyer who is a specialist in this field, and she has put together a free checklist you can use to work towards GDPR compliance. Remember, it applies to you if you process data for any EU citizens. It doesn't matter where you are. I'm going to post a link in the show notes so you can grab your copy and figure out what you need to do. Before you go and grab that checklist, though, there's something I need to tell you, and this is important. That checklist is absolutely free, but Suzanne has also put together an entire package of documents you can tailor for your own use to ensure your websites, mailing lists, etc. are all GDPR compliant. And clearly, she charges for these. Not a lot, though. In fact, I bought a set for my own business and am in the process of getting everything in place. And I know I could not have done that without either A, Suzanne's pack, or B, paying someone more money than I could shake a stick at to do it for me. Stick with me. I am getting to the point, I promise. If you click that link in the show notes and get the free checklist, the link itself is what's known as an affiliate link, and it's identified to me. So if you then go on to buy the pack that Suzanne offers, I get paid a small commission. It's certainly not enough to retire on, but it would maybe let me buy Jack a bone or two. (laughs) So now we're clear. Go grab that free checklist. It will give you enough so you can at least decide what you need to do. If you're smarter than me and have enough time on your hands, maybe you can figure out and draft all the documents you need to comply with GDPR. I wouldn't recommend it. And certainly don't just copy them from another website, because two things can happen that way. One, you're maybe copying someone else's who's cobbled their own together and have made all sorts of mistakes. And or two, you're infringing someone else's copyright. Either way, it's not good. I'd say it's better by far to get the documents from a professional like Suzanne. And Jack agrees with me. Though, to be honest, with the promise of a bone or two in the air, I think there may be a conflict of interest there. That link you'll need again will be in the show notes. Thank you so much indeed for listening. I really do appreciate it. If you've enjoyed it, please tell your friends, and in particular tell them if you think they may be affected by GDPR, even if you think they may already know about it. It's far better to be told by too many people than by none at all. And if you have enjoyed it, don't forget to head over to iTunes and leave me a review and a bunch of stars. Five always looks so nice in a bunch, don't you think? Or if you want to contact me directly, you can do that at Aussie at whensmytime.com. That's O-double-Z-Y or O-double-Z-Y at whensmytime.com. Thanks again for choosing to spend your time with me. I've been Aussie Air, founder of whensmytime.com, and I'm here to tell you, your time is now. <laughs>